0: And welcome back in everybody into mining stock daily. This is Trevor Hall. Uh, You know, interesting. We saw something that seems a little bit foreign to us this morning. That was the little bit of red on the gold chart, Uh, but it didn't last very long. Augie Gold Futures Base is now trading at 1,947. It did get as low as 1,900 uh this morning but then uh rebounded uh silver it's still got a little red on it but uh by the looks of it, it's gonna turn green here any moment just down um well actually it's up <laughs> 19 cents almost up a percentage point but a lot of movement a lot of trading activity in the precious metals uh gdx GDXJ, uh maintaining their levels from yesterday joining me right now is from gold seek mr peter spina Uh, Peter, my first question for you today, did you buy that dip?
1: Hi Trevor, yes, I did pick up a little bit just because I was walking down the street and watching it unfold. Um, It was such a violent stop-loss situation for silver knocking out these uh, traders and it was kind of a a quick grab there on uh, quite a few contracts washing out. And capitulating some in the short term but it's a very volatile market i i mostly have a mid to long term of you know focus but i do some side trading um which is very difficult in these these markets but uh the volatility is providing some huge opportunities if you're watching it real time and today was pretty historic and the silver price moving almost 20 percent within hours
0: hey, th- it's almost a it's almost dangerous volatility you could have gone one way or the other in one case There's a lot of momentum to keep pushing precious metals upward. On the other case, precious metals needs a healthy consolidation at some point here.
1: I think so. I think for silver, it would be good to find a new market, whether it's 25, 30, or in this area. I think it's going to probably do low to mid-20s, settle down, but it may get to thirty, low 30s, spike up towards 30 here but it's run too quickly and it's not healthy. It's not a healthy normal market, but ne- neither is a market that uh, collapses in March um, and was lagging, you know, gold in such a way. And all of a sudden you try to get all this money coming to the sector. I think we had a billion dollars worth of investment inflows into silver last week. That was a record. That was 40 plus million ounces, you know, and it's a, uh, it's a market which supplies on the mine side 16 million ounces a week so if it wasn't for jp morgan's huge silver inventory there silver uh you know it would get really tight very quickly and the price can even super spike so you don't know with these things because they've been so suppressed and depressed for so many years that it takes very little investor interest in a tiny little market like silver with all those billions and trillions of dollars trying to get into it so uh, yeah, it's 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 reflecting in the price volatility. It would be nice to have a ten cents a day move in silver and just have a steady rise, uh, but yeah, in, in these markets, it's impossible. These aren't you know these aren't normal markets. Not just for silver and gold, but everything in general. It's just representation of the times. Uh,
0: so, do you even have an example anywhere of a healthy market right now, Peter?
1: Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know, maybe you have to go down to the farmer who's exchanging, bartering some stuff (laughs) (laughs) with some other people in town. I don't know. Yeah, the markets are so distorted. No one knows really what the price is. Uh, The currency, you know, having a dollar that moves 10 percent as well against other currencies and it's moving 20, 30 percent against gold and more here. Um, There's not a lot of stability in trying to figure out, you know, on the monetary side, that stability, what the value of a dollar is. And then on top of that, all these markets are just all over the place being distorted by all this pumping and liquidity and and just bubbles everywhere. So it's a very, uh, you know, uh, it's a very dangerous time. It's not, as I said before, you're not really an investor anymore. You're a speculator. You can't, you know, they destroy the markets. They've turned it into a casino. Um,
0: You know, you and I are two rather younger guys compared to a lot of our colleagues here in precious metal sector and I'm just curious uh, the other night when we finally hit those all-time highs in every sense of the uh, term for gold what did that what did that uh, mean for you what did that time mean for you
1: yeah it was kind of an excitement that you know your logic that you've been holding on to for the last period through this bear market that you're being vindicated that you're not being you know you're not crazy that you really see that there are things going on and there is some sort of monetary justice and debt justice or whatever and that side but then you think of the uh what what is gold reflecting what is this price record price price reflecting it's showing the currency is is losing trust it's breaking down the system is breaking down there's so many things that are fueling the gold price and that's uh that makes me nervous and uh, it's still, you know, inflation adjusted high as you go back, we're still not that high, but you know, when it starts gold starts picking up towards 3000 and more, then you really start to worry if this, this is $5,000 an ounce and in a few years, what does that mean? And that uh, has a lot of different uh, you know, consequences as well, especially for the US dollar being the uh, global gold standard of money or uh, reserves, but that's being challenged as well, so that's a, there's a lot of things to think about.
0: Uh, you you call Central Eastern Europe home, and I'm just kind of curious: What's with your ears on the ground there, what is the appetite for precious metals in Europe, and also, you know, even down towards the miners
1: yeah it's it's uh it's investing is a new concept for a lot of uh, these uh people in eastern europe and they have a very risk adverse mindset so they will understand physical precious metals they'll understand that much better than the younger generation does but the younger generation has been given some incentives with very low tax rates to invest on you know capital gains and so on so uh, there is a community and there are those who are investing and it's you see in the younger generation you know following it and uh that's, that's that's definitely good to see, um, but uh, uh, it depends where you are. I mean, when I was in Munich uh, speaking at a German investment conference, I didn't have to spend time trying to explain what gold was because it was mostly 30, 40, 50. It, would, it doesn't even matter. You know, even the younger generations, they're still being told about what happened in their history, which led to World War II, the, you know, the massive hyperinflation under the Weimar Republic and how, you know, you had a barrel of uh, of Reichmarks that were worthless, basically, um, how hyperinflation really works. So, you know, there's, there's uh, examples in recent history for certain cultures, cultures here that understand that. And in fact, I met a, a man from Yugoslavia former Yugoslavia last week he's a Serbian man who lived through the early 90s hyperinflation where he said he got paid a thousand dollars in the morning and by the time he went to try to spend it in the evening it was worth a hundred dollars so hmm. those those lessons carry on and uh, they yeah you know, I think you have uh, quite a bit of physical ownership among a certain part of the population and uh, I I, I you know, Germany is a great example. I think there's a pretty strong domestic retail ownership in gold, but it's it varies among Europe.
0: Does inflation? Does the inflation debate um, light a fire underneath you? Do you, Do you think we can have that inflation debate now, or do we need to kind of settle this? Like, where are we at? You know, with the U.S. Are we in stagflation? <laughs> it's hard to see the yeah. inflation debate really picking up at this current moment in time. Yeah. Well, the,
1: there's there's only two ways to really deal with debt. It's either you inflate it away or you pay it back, which you know, a lot of the debt out there can't be paid back. So you're going to default on, it, and that's very deflationary. So I still I still consider what happens if we go through these other cycles because there might be, um, and I had said this before, the, the, the Federal Reserve, the central banks need an excuse to unleash the liquidity. So it was... I thought maybe the markets would start, you know, gradually selling off and they would, you know, in a more gradual way start to increase their printing press and liquidity programs. But then when COVID hit, that just amplified and magnified everything into this quick uh, scenario. Uh, You know, it, it exposed all these issues very quickly and it just accelerated things in such a way that they had to come out with what. They call the bazooka <laughs> of liquidity, and this toolbox with all these tools and trillions and trillions. And you know the real difference now is that these guys are monetizing debt, not like in 2008 in that last period. You know there was very little. What we're seeing now is the balance sheets are growing in central banks, and they're buying, you know, printing uh, and buying assets, buying uh, their treasuries or government bonds and all that. So we're, you know we're turning into kind of a japan scenario um but it's 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 hard to see that they're they're very afraid of deflation they'll keep fighting it but there's sometimes you need a quick jolt of uh deflationary fear before they always uh, react you know with more of it and same well, old. said you know they, they in their minds if they could control manage the inflation right they just want to eat that away they want that debt to be cheapened and that's the hope here you know is low rates and cheapen the dollar and you know do it some sort of negative race or something to default on it's like I don't know they, these there's no way out of it for these guys so um, yeah inflation is going to be their ultimate objective but I guess we got to watch out for some you know, deflationary forces out there still.
0: Uh, can I ask you about the miners and the junior explorers and how are you playing this part of the industry as of last couple of weeks with this big move in precious metals?
1: Sure. The uh, the big shift is the move into the juniors from the majors and into the exploration sector, into assets that had no interest uh, when they were marginal mines at thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred gold or you know twenty low twenty silver all of a sudden become interesting with the twenty five plus silver price. You know if you start thinking ahead that this is going to stay there, so yeah, you see all sorts of uh, companies all, on all different scales trying to. Uh, use this window to, to cash up and it's it's happening in a very aggressive way. I mean, I think it was around 1st of July. It was just like a switch went on and everyone's like, we need to get position in the sector. How do we get into it? And uh, financings are are going high. You know, there's all sorts of money being thrown around and um, it's good that some of these companies are cashing up, but some of them are being careful not to dilute themselves too quickly because their share prices are very low and you can – destroy the leverage or, you know, dilute the other shareholders. Um, So, uh, but overall, you know, they're trying to put billions of dollars into this sector and there's a very uh, limited amount of options, especially in silver and some of these um, projects out there, some of the million ounce producers and some of these different classes within there. But um, it's, it's money's coming in all over the place, but the big, big shift has been into the junior and exploration stock. So I've been selling, um, into you know some of the larger companies, although I did buy some Equidox and some of, I've been kind of shifting around, but I, I've taken some profits from ones that have had some big jumps and looking around some other opportunities, doing some financings myself. And uh, I think this is game on now. I mean, we've, we've known for a very long period that this sector has has such malinvestment from the producers, uh, the, the exploration side has been um, underfunded, and the producers haven't been expanding their resources fast enough. So, it you know these prices are just uh, going to attract all sorts of investments from Main Street, Wall Street guys. So I think this is not going to be a short-term window, which we've seen in the past, where you get a month, two or three, and the money comes on and it turns off. I think this is going to be a steady, steady, and unfortunately, probably you know at times of rush and. Of money into these uh, small stocks that are still trading some of them at 10 20 30 40 100 million dollar market caps with millions of ounces it's uh it still looks cheap to me and i uh, i think this is just the first innings of a big bull market in the junior and exploration stocks so that now to now that we've broken past some key resistance points we see gold at record highs we see silver above 20 bucks uh, it's it's a lot easier for me to take on more risk with the exploration side, and I, I that's I I think that's where you can find some big upside. But of course, it's a lot more risk if you're looking into investing into those companies. Are
0: Are you surprised with how quickly things unfolded this summer? I mean, if we take I mean, just go back to May, and we started seeing more bought deals, more private placements, more financings in the junior sector. Then come June, we started seeing uh, gold and silver really speed up. It's uh, you know <laughs> it's move upward in price. Um, and then in the last week, maybe hardly a little bit more, but we've seen all-time highs uh, in gold. and we're still and we're seeing just some of these junior companies go up three, four, five hundred percent with very little work done on the ground yeah this is it, 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 it's just incredible yeah. it, to me this is surprising and, and i keep on thinking of that anchorman quote when ron burgundy says all well, that escalated quickly <laughs> you know?
1: well don't don't underestimate the power of hers with internet connectivity and today's ability to buy things on the fly you know uh david Portney i think is his name on twitter he's got millions of followers he's he's uh uh, got all these people who follow his trades, and he recommended, I think, Northern Dynasty. And then you start seeing the Robinhood uh, retail guys coming into the sector and buying, you know, these stocks. They start seeing the breakouts technically. But I think what the key is is uh, the earnings are growing like no other. What other sector has growth like the gold miners do and the silver miners? Who's producing, uh, doubling their revenues or? uh, their profit margins, everything are just going through the roof. So it's going to get noticed. The earnings are going to make the institutions want more of it. And then the juniors are just, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they're not doing a lot to get revalued. But I still think if you look, um, you know, look at this at the next six, 12, multi-year run in this bull market, it's still trading very inexpensively, you know, per ounce. Uh, Some of them have gotten, you know, a little, uh, some of them that do pop several, you know, five, ten times really quickly without um, maybe a lot of justification. You got to be careful and maybe wait for the pullbacks. But yeah, I'm not too worried. I think uh, you can get shaken out really easily as a trader. Um, If you get some big pops, you take some profits out and look for other opportunities. But for now, it's I'm in it for more of the longer term uh, run here. So I'm repositioning and just finding other opportunities and sticking with uh, more of the Junior's Exploration stocks as part of the portfolio. Whereas uh, last year, too, it's, uh, it was a bit difficult to time it, but it's uh, you have to be careful on timing it because at the bottom they were diluting themselves very, you know. Uh, the, uh, Eric Sprott, <laughs> you know, who deserves every praise in the world, he came in and saved the sector about a year plus ago. But he was able to pick up huge positions of companies uh, for very cheaply. He saw a huge opportunity to uh, help these guys out and uh, support them. But in return, as he should have gotten nice pieces of the company. And uh, now everyone else is trying to chase him into it as well. But uh, yeah, I think this is uh, it's it's uh, for a new investor. You know, you got to be careful in the short term if these things are running five, 10 actual fast. So don't chase things. um. And always start off with physical too. You know, you uh, you need to have physical metals um, as part of any sort of portfolio, as as part of your savings. Um, and then uh, I think if you want to leverage yourself, you look into the miners. And then for more blue sky stuff, you add the exploration junior stuff. And if gold's going to three thousand, four, five thousand, silver's going to go to fifty or more. I mean, these these stocks are just still. In the early stages of some huge revaluations, huge wins, and I'm I'm afraid it ends up in a huge bubble, and you know that's that'll be scary if that does come because a lot of people will get burnt, and they're always the last ones to. To join and it'll be the people that uh <laughs> at your grocery store i don't know where they're going to be telling yeah. you about junior mining stocks so that's what you'll i guess you'll know
0: well i haven't heard anything on my end except from my own mouth and to my own friends and family so <laughs> i, haven't heard right, I hope they're else. listening now i hope
1: they're listening a bit more it's it's starting it's getting more difficult to deny but uh all
0: right. yeah I, all right peter so i Thank you, Trevor. I appreciate it, man. And uh, best of luck to you and all your trading endeavors this week. And look forward to having you on the show another time in the future.
1: Appreciate it. Talk to you soon and happy uh, record gold highs. And maybe we'll uh, we'll be looking at 2,000 plus gold on the next call. So, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> when $2,000 gold hits, Peter, you're my first call. All right, sounds good. Talk to you in a few days. Take care.